Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing that you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad, an iHeartRadio and two-time People's Choice Award-winning podcast. Hello, everybody. We are scrubbing in. We have a really fun show today. I would say as always, but today is really fun. <laughs> Today's a celebration because we are celebrating early the birth of... Rebecca Tilly. <laughs> yeah, I walked into Tanya's um, office in her apartment with 32 balloons. Each one has a handwritten note of a reason why she loves me um, and a cake with sprinkles in it surrounded by Dr. Pepper cans. Like it really is just my aesthetic in here. 
Um, and like when I tell you I spent all day yesterday doing it, I literally did. And it made me, it was like the highlight of my weekend, like even down to the color, like, so I bought all white cake, all white cake and white frosting. Cause I knew I wanted to do like a vibe of sprinkles, uh-huh. you know, but then I was like, do I want to make the cake pink and the frosting white? Or do I want to make the frosting pink and the cake white? Like she these did were the thoughts in my head yesterday. Well, it really all came together. And the notes are so funny. Like some of them are really sentimental and sweet, like talking about me falling in love and how it's been so sweet to witness it. And then it's like, um, sometimes it was like, I'll never admit this out loud, but sometimes I crave raising Kane's toast because of you, <laughs> which is the true. first she's ever admitted that. So that was significant. It is true. There's something about that toast. I don't know if it's the toast. I think it's the toast. It's the toast and the sauce. I know the sauce is good, but there's something about like, and I don't like bread really. Like I'm not like a bread girl, you know, I'm like, I'm like, mm, give me a good piece of bread. But that toast <laughs> is like. Unmatched. That was a satisfying admission for me to read. I was like, there's every time we go, she acts so grossed out by it. And I'm like, there's no way she's this turned off by delicious Texas toast and chicken fingers. Oh, sorry. These are like really in your face. Um, But while we're on the topic of while we're on the topic of celebration, we wanted to talk about our live show that we have coming up. It's going to be on um, November 13th. So basically what we're going to do, we're going to grab some of our good friends who are also nominated for People's Choice Awards. We're going to bring them in for a live, just like party, essentially. Yeah, and a live mantle. A lot, And we're doing a live mantle, which I know y'all love a mantle, and this one's going to be really entertaining because it's going to be live so nothing will be cut off and I do think that our dynamic of a podcast shifts a little bit when it's done in in the p.m. hour I guess we're always in the p.m. hour well no the later p.m. hour right, okay, though okay. The, the the like happy hour time which is yeah when it's starting so which includes some bevies yeah some bevies <laughs> so um the tickets are available on um you could just go. You could just go to our Instagram uh, at Scrubbing In Pod, and it's linked for you right there. And if you don't want to do that, you can go to onlocationlive.com to get your tickets. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to start at 5 p.m. Pacific time, so that'll be 8 p.m. for you Easterners. Oh wow, that's really a party! And then the first 100 scrubbers to show that they voted 25 times for the People's Choice Award podcast. This was in the past, so. If you voted, they are reaching out to people now. I'm seeing all the action unfold because since we logged into the scrubbing in Instagram page, uh-huh. I now get all the alerts. And so I'm like seeing people reach out and respond in, in lieu of their tickets. So it's all happening now. Okay. And just so you know, the, a portion of the proceeds go to um, Young Survivor Coalition and it's young adults facing breast cancer together. So um, we're going to have a good time and you're, you know, participating in a good cause as well so very excited about that how was your week I mean was this your weekend the <laughs> celebration of me this was my my Sunday for sure but when I say it was the highlight I, I think I felt very quarantined this weekend because I feel like a lot of my friends are starting to like either like move or travel or like be gone and oh. so I felt very like back to March this weekend where oh. I was just kind of, yeah, I went and got a pumpkin spice latte, picked out some pumpkins, did some, you know, decorating. And then yesterday I did, um, all this, which was really fun, but I felt like it was like 
beginning of quarantine again. Are people moving because they're moving out of L.A. or just like to work? Back to work. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What did yeah. you do this weekend? You were in, you were in Orange County. Um, I went down to Newport to see my sister Caroline and um, her girlfriend. They have their cute little place like right by the beach. It's a dream. Like I went down and and they've just made it so cozy and homey and it was like kind of cooler weather and there was like college football on and then we watched the Dodgers game. College football. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, back in my prime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting further away from those days. Yeah. I don't think I've watched college football since I was in college. It's and even fun. then, I wasn't even watching. I was just drunk at the game. Okay, so kind of not, not. I mean, that's very on brand for you. But I feel like having it on now is more kind of just. It's something about just having it on is comforting. And then we just had mm-hmm. snacks and we're just like catching up. So it's not about sitting and watching the game diligently as much as it is about snacking diligently. You know what's interesting? So I've never been that person. I also think because like I was raised in a Serbian household, like we just weren't like my parents were never really like sports people, you know, like it wasn't like a thing for me growing up, you know? Um, so it just was never a thing for me as an adult, but I will admit the other day when I, um, fell bleeding and I messed up my arm and that whole Sunday, I just like laid in bed and watched, um, I can't remember what teams they were, but it was a football game, (laughs) a basketball game. And then one other sports thing was on TV and I'm not, there was a little bit of like comfort, comfort in it. Yeah. And I like, I'm not invested in any of the teams that were playing. I think maybe it was a Laker game and I was invested in that, but it was, there was something kind of nice about it. And we just like ate food and just like watched a sport. Yeah. So I kind of see it a little bit. You're a big uh, Lakers fan, so you can relate to being just like a fan who sits down to watch the game. Exactly. Yeah, it was really fun. And then I, I was going to go back yesterday because my other sister, Hink, was there. and uh, But Phoebe's horrible in the car, so driving with her anywhere is an absolute nightmare. And I had just done, gone back and forth the, the day before. And, you know, like in my head, I knew I had so much stuff to do at home and clean, and I was just going to put it off another day, and I was like, I'm just going to go home. I don't know how much I really accomplished, but it felt like I was being Even if you accomplished one thing on your to-do list, that's one thing that you didn't do the day before. I did. I cleaned the kitchen, so no. <laughs> couldn't have done that any other time. No, no. Um, but yeah, it was a good weekend. I'm just glad to have some sort of fall-like weather. It's like very fall. By the way, I picked the windiest day in America to do this balloon shenanigan because <laughs> watching me going in and out of Party City with like this many balloons was such a joke. And they were like, make sure you don't put the big ones with the small ones because they're going to get tangled. And I was like, I got this. And then sure enough, <laughs> they're all tangled. So by the time I brought them in here, it was just like probably an hour of just detangling all of them. I was like, I mean, I didn't think about the fact that there were this many balloons and you carrying them in and out, but I would in my love car. to see in security my- footage of that episode. <laughs> so good. Oh, it was actually really good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Did you go out with this weekend? I went out to dinner. That's like my usual move now. Like I go, I feel safe in like two restaurants. So I either go to one of those two and uh, have a couple bevies and call it a day. When do you think you'll be comfortable traveling again? I know. You know what's funny? I was thinking about that because somebody asked me to travel next year in February. Oh. And I had 
and I like really had to think about it. I was like, oh, I mean, it feels far enough that I think I will be comfortable by February, but like, I don't know. Well, hey, Mark Easton, what are y'all's thoughts on it? February is right around the corner. February is like three months from now. I so I, I, I don't think anything's going to be dramatically different then than it is now. Uh, yeah, it's got to be at least next summer before there's like a real market change, I think. Well, I'm saying personally co- traveling for y'all. Like, is it like no go till it's allowed? Uh, it everywhere? depends. If I if I needed to go someplace alone, I would probably do that. But with the kids, I wouldn't do that. No. So y'all will, y'all aren't going back home. Anymore. No, no, we're staying in the area for Christmas for the first time in 20 years. Wow. I know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess because I traveled recently and it was such a like pleasant experience and I felt probably the cleanest I've ever felt on an airplane and in an airport. I guess I kind of like I was nervous and anxious going into it and after doing it I felt I feel more comfortable. Well, I mean, our situation is we go to Wisconsin for Christmas every year, but but uh, my in-laws have uh, definitely have high-risk people in their family mm. and high-risk people that they see in their family and quite a few people that don't seem to be taking this very seriously. And so we just don't think there's any upside to us going there and potentially bringing something there from the flight or the people on the layover I know. or whatever. It's, you know it's what's just int- too much to deal with. I feel like, and this sounds so weird to say Benny Blanco, but he, Benny Blanco really like kind of hit it in my head when he was just like it's it's because he was saying he, he was like watching people on instagram like partying and stuff and he's like it just feels irresponsible in a weird way like if i don't have to you know what i mean like mm-hmm. why am i putting myself and other people at risk mm-hmm. also there's like a bit of anxiety in it too mm-hmm. for me you know what i mean so it's like a double-edged sword and so i'm like if i can just kind of stick through this time and just get through it but then i keep saying that like remember we were like oh we'll be done with this in july 4th and like yeah you know, I think mental health is a big thing, too, and I'm starting to feel a little bit like, um, I don't know I want to say, like, I don't know what the word is, but. it's Well, I think the whole thing, because I, before I went on my last trip, I had this, this, like, anxious feeling about going, and I think it comes in this, like, we've been living in this world where we're, like, kind of staying in our bubbles, and so that's, like, really breaking a huge, the right. huge part of the bubble. Right. But I also, I had to get, like, kind of have this thing with in my head of being like, am I going to live, how much longer am I going to feel safe? Like, even if they say, let's say we wait until everyone's like, it's it's safe to go now, right. go, would I feel good then? Because then no. everyone's going. Like, I think I feel better right now. I know. And then when you came back from your trip, you, whoa, whoa. Balloons are flying everywhere, everybody. Um, when you came back from your trip, I feel like you got rejuvenated. Like there was a sense of like energy and vibe about you that I think came from just traveling a little bit. I did. And that I think because that was such a big part of my life before the pandemic, yeah. I traveled like that was just part of work and also just, you know, what I like to do. And I think not having that for a while, I was really not that. I mean, I think everyone was feeling that's. What's that? Sorry, that was my dryer. Oh, her, her clothes are done. Um, <laughs> work from home. <laughs> work from home. <laughs> um, but I think like not having that out that outlet of what I used to go and like refresh, you know, my mental state. I really noticed it when I actually went somewhere. Did it? I know. And I also think the difference, like Mark said, like if I was going somewhere where people 
other people were being irresponsible and or there were people who were at high risk, it'd be so different. Like, that would be a selfish... Right, I mean, you're not going to, like, the clubs in... in <laughs> the clubs, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, not hitting, I'm not hitting the clubs. Baton Rouge, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think... It's just kind of a personal preference and being, like, responsible and thoughtful, but also at a certain point taking care of, if you're, like, I, I need, or and even if it's driving somewhere right yeah. now, like, it was nice when we went to Palm Springs. It was just, like, a little getaway, so. Yeah, and we're going to do that. And the other thing is that, you know, we've all kind of accepted that outdoor socializing is kind of on the the list of acceptability, and Man, in the upper Midwest in December and January, there's no oh, outdoor yeah. congregating. Yeah. So that's another element to that. Because, you know, we've seen some friends out here and we've, we've tried to do some stuff and eat at restaurants and it's just all outside. You know, yeah. we're not yeah. just never leaving the house. But in Wisconsin in December, you don't have a choice but to never leave the house. That's a good point. Y'all would be very much cooped up in a... Yeah. It is actually going to be interesting to see if the restaurants here in L.A. get it. Because it is going to get... It gets chilly at night. Not, yeah, I mean, no, but no, they it's have not snowing, but I think they the heaters heat, are heat enough. Deals, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I got pretty like nippy today. Okay, it, today's kind of warm again. Oh, really? Yeah. I put on a sweatshirt and walked out, and then came into Tanya's house, and it was cozy. She she was acting. It felt like it was like fifty <laughs> degrees outside with how hot she had. It. I almost put the uh, fire on for the first time this year. Oh my! I run my fireplace all the time. I love the um, like it's like I know I like I I know, but it's just so hot. Like it's been so hot. Yeah, my bills are out of control. No, not even bills. It's just like it's so like. No, I'm saying my bills are out of control because I'm running the air and then I'm having the fire on. It's dumb, (laughs) but it's helping me. (laughs) You know what? Our new slogan should just be like. Do what you got to do. Honestly. Honestly. Because I, 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 I'm kind of with you. Like, I'm like, I need to get, go somewhere. But I'm scared to get on a plane. And it's like, I've been to Palm Springs since, you know, how far can I drive around here? You can go pretty far on. I mean, you could go to Big Bear Lake. You could go to, like, Arrowhead for, like, if you wanted a change of scenery. You could go to Big Sur. Snow. Is there snow there? Not yet. I don't think. But... I don't think there will be snow for a while here. We're still fighting fire, so. Mm. Yeah. True. Um, but I, speaking of, like, you do what you got to do, I did – did you see the whole, like, creamer saga? Like, my creamer to – Yeah, but I didn't get it. Oh, I pour, I poured creamer, like, this cinnamon toast creamer into I, – I rarely drink coffee. And if I drink coffee, I normally get it from, like, you know, Starbucks or Alfred's or whatever – and you I never drink like coffee. Huh? You never drink yeah, coffee. Yeah, because it makes me tired. So there's, for me, it's more of like a, the experience of it. And so normally I get like a almond milk latte, just literally coffee, almond milk. And so I found this creamer while I was shopping for groceries on, on my phone. And it was cinnamon toast crunch creamer. And I was like, that sounds delicious. So I ordered cold brew, which I never do, but I wanted to try the creamer. So I order it, and I was trying to film, like, a artsy video of me pouring it, and apparently I used way too much creamer for the coffee, please. And everyone was like, Becca, are you kidding me? That was so much creamer. Like, I had people, I don't think I've ever gotten so many DMs about one really one story. Yeah, Isn't that funny how, like, the most random things just really spark? Ignite people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um... My coffee is delicious because it's basically just like half, you know, the cereal. Cinnamon toast crunch. You know, like the milk when you eat cereal at the Mm. end. It was like that, but with coffee. 
and it was so good. But then everyone got on to me. So I was worried about my health. So I tried like the serving size and that was garbage. So but, like how much were you pouring in like a half a cup? I don't I don't know. I didn't feel that. It, I didn't feel like. In fact, I remember. Like, I, know, I just like held it upside down for a minute. And then I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so everyone's like, Becca, the reason why you're tired is because you're pouring all that sugar. And I'm like, Ever, just let me live my life. Oh, I also <laughs> drink Dr. Pepper. So like, I, you know, I have my things. Let me live. But uh, what I was going to say is you just, you do what you got to do. You just get you through just the tough time. Do what you got to do. I've turned to prunes. You're drinking prunes. cinnamon toast crunch creamer. <laughs> and we're all one step ahead. Prunes for digestion? Yeah. Oh. That's why I drink Dr. Pepper. That's so interesting. It, yeah. Because I'm just trying to do more natural things than like, you know, those like oxy whatever that if I oh, haven't yeah. gone in a few days, I'll take those. But I'm like, I don't, I don't want to like take things to have to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So prunes have turned to be uh, quite a nice. Without saying too much, things are working. Things are working just fine over here. Um, <laughs> Happy about it. We have exciting guests today on the podcast. Um, we just have royalty, scrubbing in royalty. I mean, it's like a holiday with a cast member. Yeah. Yeah. So we have Chris Carmack and Aaron Slaver coming on the podcast. So Chris uh, plays a link on Grey's Anatomy. If you don't watch Grey's Anatomy. I don't know what to tell you, but... Well, he was also on the OC. He was on Nashville. He was on the OC. I've been watching him for a long time. And then his he and his wife have a duo. To, they're like in a duo band together. Is that how I say that? Duo band group. <laughs> they make music yeah, together. Yeah, they make music together. Um, so we're going to talk about their music. We're going to talk about Grey's Anatomy and see if he can tell us anything. Um, So we're going to have a break and then we'll be back with them. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gym, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They know the feeling, and their authenticity experts live for it. When that sneaker sole hits the court and hits you right in your soul. When catching a streetwear drop means everyone else is catching envy. When that watch seems to stop time, that handbag drops someone's jaw faster than they can say, I want one. And that shiny piece of jewelry puts you right in the spotlight. If that's the feeling you're after, satisfy that craving at eBay. That's where the thrill of the find meets that feeling of real. Go ahead. Type it in. Anything. Hit search and boom, you'll know when you find it. Let's call it a real scroll stopper. Right next to it, you'll see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee. That's how you know it's the real deal. And that's also how you know that eBay's got your back. 
They're making sure that authenticity is always in reach with real experts checking the things you love. Shop with confidence knowing that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is authentic through a hands-on, detailed inspection by real people who are real experts and love this stuff just as much as you do. Sneaker authenticators who make sure each pair is as authentic as it is fresh. Streetwear experts who know real head-to-toe. Handbag authenticators who've had a handle on all the details. Watch experts who know all of the watchouts and jewelry experts making sure that jaw-dropping piece is jaw-droppingly real. eBay's authenticity experts are on a mission to make sure when the thing you love arrives, it's as authentic as your style. All this to say, when you find it on eBay, you found it for real. So hit that buy it now button with confidence. And when it finally hits your doorstep, know that the only thing unreal is the moment you unbox it. Knowing it's authentic without a doubt, that's something you have to experience for yourself. At eBay, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach with eBay authenticity guarantee. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel, and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, we have some... Very exciting guests today. Um, we have Chris and Aaron Carmack in the Scrubbing NOR. Woohoo! Woo! 
I'll start scrubbing in. I'm going to start scrubbing in right now. Yeah, get her ready. I mean, okay, so for any of you who are living under a rock who listen to this podcast, um, Chris is Link on Grey's Anatomy. So he is very familiar with scrubbing in. And he is part of a, I guess it's a, a duo, right? That's what a band with two people is a duo. Correct. That would be a duo. Yeah. Two people. One, two. Um, with his wife, Erin. And y'all's EP is out now. Yes. Yes. Very it's correct. amazing, by the way. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, I had a question for y'all because I wasn't sure if I, I had done some research. So this, this song, Turn to Stone, mm-hmm. is that a cover or is that an original? It's, it no, it is a it is a cover actually, um, and it's a cover of a song that was the original was included in the same episode. That was mm-hmm. um, that was a song that was played at the um, at the, uh, the wedding, wedding of, of uh, I'm, Alex Carell. Yes, I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah. So I always get the actors' names in my head, but it's Izzy yeah. and Alex. Izzy and Alex, and it was oh. the episode Alex left the show on so it was very fitting well the it was originally played at the izzy and alex wedding right i know and then it so was a throwback. in the flashbacks they used yeah. the original again but then um but then they wanted uh to play the song once again in in another flashback in the episode but they didn't want to use the same version same of it song uh so they asked us to do a cover of it and uh and and they used it in the show so it's very kind of uh, kind of cool that we had uh, we got to be a part of this iconic Grey's moment. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? I love that that like Grey's Anatomy it like embraces the fact that like yes, you are part of like their family, but also they um, are supportive of your other projects and things that you have going on. I want to include you in that in the big picture, which I love. Love to see it. Yes, cool. they are very very supportive of all that. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, we've had a few different Grey's Anatomy cast members on, and even different people from Shondaland in general and every single person says that it it is that way that they feel supported outside of the show and in their real lives with their families and I don't know that everyone can say that in True. this industry no no it, yeah it, you can't say that <laughs> by and large in this industry um I've been a fortunate really fortunate to be a part of a, a of several projects where there really is a, a beating heart and soul behind it all. Um, you know, yeah. this one, Grey's Anatomy, as well as uh, a Nashville, which was my previous project, which had, you know, one of the biggest hearts of any show I've been a part of. It was, it was really a special place to be, so. And that's where you guys met, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, wait, we need a little bit, yeah. We gotta hear We the need the love story, <laughs> like, like, did you meet, and it was at Love at First Sight, or like who, like, went after who? <laughs> Yeah, no, that, it's a fun story because it's, it's like my own little mini romantic comedy moments. Um, <laughs> I was I was just a musician, like a touring musician in Nashville. So I was in the background band of Juliet Barnes. So I didn't have like a huge part or anything, but I got to hang around set. And we were actually very highly respected by all the actors, like people like Chris and Chip Esten, who played Deacon. They were so respectful of us and our craft. So we actually made good friends with all of them. So then Chris and I were just friends. We had mutual friends. We hung out for years. Um, I'd say like it was a couple, maybe two years we were, we were just friends for Mm -hmm. before we, he actually asked me out. 
Um, yeah, so we used to just- There was some circling. <laughs> I was gonna say, wait, so for you though, like Chris- The popped out of the water every now and again, you yeah, know? Yeah, like I'm always so curious when people say that they were friends first because was there, and there had to have been some attraction in, like immediately and what took you guys so long to like jump in? Well, we were we were in the same circle of friends, right? So, mm -hmm. um, so I think it was. And Chris it was had just girlfriends. A, he had other girlfriends. Know, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, what you know, there's a little hitch in the giddy up. Uh, but um, but no, but also we were we were in the same circle of friends, and 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 so while we were hanging out, it's like. We didn't want to make things awkward and uh and and you know the opportunity never presented itself you were dating somebody when i wasn't dating somebody <laughs> right oh. well, and i think i think chris also like he saw me as a musician like a colleague not just um you know a girl he i met found out she played bar, the violin like other the first year we were married <laughs> i didn't even know no, wow. no that's yeah that's well, we're yeah. team we're team ruin the friendship over here we're like yeah, if we're you, like ruin the friendship. ruin the friendship go for it because if it doesn't work out then like who cares at least you tried yeah no, that's no. what i'm thinking you know at least we tried yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right at least we tried. <laughs> wait so how long did you date before you got married like how long was that period i think it was two and a, no three no. years three years three we dated for three years yes before we, we got married, we had yeah, a child for we, two of yeah, those, we, we or did one of those. I can't remember. Yeah, we had we had a child first, and then we got married a year. Honestly, two years. Later, yeah. I feel like the real test is when you have the kids. Yeah, so you may actually have done it the right way, according <laughs> yeah. to what I've heard. Because everyone I talk to, they get married, they have kids, and they're like, "I don't feel like I was properly warned for how hard it is to have a baby and work as a partnership." So. It is trying. It was sure. uh, it was already pretty real by the time we yeah. tied the knot. Yeah, you're yeah. like, okay, we still like each other. Let's make it official. <laughs> yeah, that, and so like add being parents together and now also being um, bandmates together. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, you know <laughs> moments. I need a hobby. <laughs> well, that's, I was actually going to ask. So, like, Aaron, this has been something that you've been doing. You know, this is like your your thing. Chris, was this something that just because you started dating, you realized, oh, I want to like tinker with this music side or like, how did you start the duo? Um, well, no, I've been making music for a very long time. I've been writing and performing all around. Uh, well, I performed around Los Angeles before I even moved to Nashville. One of the reasons I got the part was because I was a uh, functional musician and, functional. Um, and singer and- uh, More than functional. <laughs> well, you know, all of us that were involved with Nashville actually had a little bit of a, you know, a music bug and had performed quite a bit. Uh, but when we got to Nashville, like she said, we were very sort of appreciative of the musicians because we had never probably speak for myself, but probably for the others too, sort of been in a pool of musicians of that caliber of talent. So it just kind of blew us away and we all had to, you know, come up to the next level. And I think we did and we went for tours and, you know, so, Music was something, and I made an EP myself that I had released and then uh, um, I toured on a little bit. Uh, but when we started dating, we started performing together a little bit. We performed at the Grand Ole Opry mm -hmm. and we performed, uh, somebody actually just tweeted us a video of us performing at oh, CMA Fest I that I had forgotten yeah. about. Um, yeah, so it's we like were, a natural progression. We were playing together, but then um, we started writing some songs together and then we started recording a little together and, and, mm -hmm. and we liked the chemistry and we decided to, uh, decided to pursue it. Mm 
was going to say, so you you do this together. It's it's your job. You're in this band together. You're married. You're parenting together. Do you feel like because you're doing it all together, do you feel like there's this moment of like, oh, I need an question. escape? Because that music is a hobby and it's a passion for people and it's kind of what they do to escape. But you can't escape each other because you live together, you parent together, and you're in a band together. It's yes. a lot. <laughs> the short answer is yes. But see, okay, if I, I'm the kind of person though, I'm so happy to do everything together. Like, I'm like, let's go to the gym together. Let's get smoothies together. Let's do the yoga class together. Let's work out. You know, let's that's me. So I started doing- That's me. So, so yeah. I've suddenly <laughs> developed an interest in plumbing. <laughs> Hey, babe, I got to go plumb under the house, you know? Like Let's sink to some That's toilet water. So drip funny. Yeah. Chris definitely is somebody who likes more of his own space. So uh, however, that said, uh, with the short answer being yes, the long answer is that um, while, you know, music was always sort of a space I occupied by myself and really enjoyed as this sort of, sort of sacred lone meditation on songwriting and producing and creating and and practicing um i will say that if it still occupied that place today i wouldn't get to explore music in the uh in the way that i get to explore it since we do it together you know it would be yeah. it would be sort of a much more selfish uh endeavor uh that i would have to be carving time away from my family to do and this in this respect it, when I spend time on music, I'm, spend, I'm, I'm investing in our family. Yeah, I mean, and y'all probably get to do, I mean, music essentially is storytelling and y'all are kind of going through things as a couple that you probably have a lot to say and write songs about, I would imagine. We all have, you know, those of us who aren't songwriters wish we could write Oh, I wish I could. Oh, I would write some doozies. <laughs> some emotional ballads. Oh my gosh, I would write some tear jerkers. Uh, but I just don't have, I don't have the music in me. Oh, you got it. You got it. Well, she's got it in her. It's just a little tone. Just deaf, getting it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, um, okay, wait, this is, a, so this might be like way TMI, but I just like have to know because I think that I've like always had this weird, I don't want to say like fetish is not the right word like no um like to everybody like there's something sexy about like a musician do you know what I mean like when you're like at a show and you're like oh it's like I that's like the hot you know I like love musicians. right like is there something like is it weird like when you guys perform together do you just like want to like is the <laughs> do you get what I'm trying to say like does it spice things up in other areas that's I mean that's why I love uh, I I totally hear you I think there's always there's an important thing about chemistry with the people you perform with on stage, right? And um, I've been in so many bands and you have to find that chemistry, even if it's like girl on girl and not like a romantic chemistry, because I'm, well, it's fine if it is, but it's not, not for me. But um, I think with Chris, we, we already have that chemistry, but it is amplified when we're performing together. Um, and, we are able for adults. I, we can control ourselves. I know the, the longer we perform together, the more likely it is I'll find somebody in the band to connect with. <laughs> uh, very funny. I'm just kidding. No, Aaron, Aaron makes all of the, Aaron says all of the serious answers and I just throw them. No, because I think like, I sometimes I think if, if like my boyfriend were to like perform some sort of guitar oh, or something, would... I would just pummel him that she, night. She like is <laughs> when he cuts fish or something. Like he'll be cutting fish and she's like, it was just so hot. How <laughs> <laughs> that's 
So your boyfriend's probably going to start writing a song right now. So yeah, I don't know about that. But... Yeah, no, there, there are yeah, definitely there's definitely moments of chemistry uh, when we're performing. I'd say particularly when we when we used to have the opportunity to perform on stage. That's a different type of performing and adrenaline than than playing in our family room. Even when we're doing, yeah. we've done some Instagram lives and stuff, and it you got an audience, but it's a little different. So yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah. it's like seeing someone in their elements, seeing someone perform at what they do best is always sexy, right? I mean, like I could yeah. watch Chris do his thing on, you know, acting or his plumbing. Yeah. His, or his, yeah, in his acting world. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe you can do that, you know? Well, I was going to ask, were you a Grey's Anatomy, Aaron, were you a Grey's Anatomy fan before he got the part of Link? I mean, who who is it, right? I, I Grey's Anatomy, I think I was maybe still in high school when it first came out. So yeah. I, you know, I remember watching it um, just anytime it was on and getting into the storylines and stuff. And then, you know, life came and I barely had time to watch any TV, but of course, once he got the part, we caught up and um, it's, it's just such a, you know, great show. It just never runs out of stories I, to tell. <laughs> so believe me. Fun. You're you're actually very lucky because so obviously we're in quarantine so we're not in the studio right now, but we have so we're like diehard Grey's Anatomy fans. We have these pillows with all your faces on them. <laughs> tell me tell me there's a link pillow. I think I'm pretty sure there's a link pillow. I mean there's a, uh, there's a I'm new. I'm new. So, and, you know, if there isn't it's okay. You, <laughs> no, no, that's true. I I don't remember when we got them, but It was when Camilla was on the show, wasn't it? Yeah, and she saw them and she autographed her face. It was so funny cuz they're just like the scariest looking pillows, but they're like, <laughs> face. Uh, just, oh, who, who was it? Camilla. Oh, Camilla, she's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we are we're diehard fans and, and we love your character. We, I have I have switched who I want you with. I mean, I've gone back and forth. I'm like Joe, and then I'm like, well, now he has a baby with Amelia, so I'm like rooting for that. But it I is. don't think so. I think I'm Team Joe. I think I'm Team Joe. They really opened the door I when Alex left because y'all had the friendship before. So it was like, it would have been a very cute. Well, couple. you know, <laughs> hey, I, I, I. Yeah, I, I don't, let's 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 leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. Uh, well, because you guys started filming recently again, right? We did start filming recently. Yes. Is the next season going to pick up where we were left off or are, are they going to because I know that they said that there were episodes that didn't get to air. Correct. Um, so the, the next season is going to it's going to pick up shortly after we left off, but it's going to pick up in the current world of COVID and um, wow. Uh, at one time, I knew the exact time frame, but at this point, it's foggy. I feel like five weeks or something like that. Um, and yes, we did start filming some episodes uh, that we did not get to finish. And, uh, and I think that they're going to incorporate some of that footage into the current uh, season premiere so that we get to see some of what we missed last season, too. Oh, that's exciting. When, yeah, when you Aaron, when he comes home from a day on set, are you like, tell me everything? Or do you respect <laughs> the fact that he's not supposed to say anything? <laughs> well, you know, I actually have the um, awesome job of sometimes reading lines with him. So oh, dream, whoa. Not a dream. 
So I, I kind of know, oh, what scene are you filming today? Oh, that one, you know? <laughs> so I kind of know what's going on. But, um, and most of the time, I'm, he, you know, Chris has long days, so he gets home and that's probably the last thing he wants to talk about. Yeah, true. I mean, we're like such geeks. We're like, yeah. tell us everything. We went to the set, like, this was probably like a, maybe a month before lockdown or before quarantine. It was like two weeks before Two weeks lockdown. before quarantine, we actually got to t- get a tour of the set. And so we were like... <laughs> So embarrassed. When we tell people on the show this, I get so cringed. I don't, but this is like, we're like, we are his audience. Okay, but Uh we wore scrubs to the set, and so everyone was confused as we were walking around because they were like, are you? you? Yeah. Yeah, they're your guest stars. (laughs) Aw. Yeah. So. so we were like, we saw the stair, the staircase, and we would like reenact the scenes of when like, we went back in the day when they were interns and we we're like, and then we went in the elevator and I was just like, this is the elevator. Like, it was so <laughs> that, wild. A lot has happened in that elevator. A that lot has happened. <laughs> <laughs> really. um, well, thank y'all both so much for coming. Wait, on. that's not, we're not done. Oh. Oh, wait, I guess I you can't really tell us much about. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to take like all their time. <laughs> I mean, I could sit here for hours. We could talk about. I know we just want to know, like, they'd give to people who are friends who feel. Okay, this is a great thing to end on. The other day, Tanya and I are having a conversation about how she doesn't believe in right person, wrong time, and I feel like y'all are a great example of that because y'all were friends for two years before you were romantically involved. And I was shocked that she said this because in my head, I'm like, there's so many times where we're not the person that we're meant to be when we meet the right person mm-hmm. or the person that we're supposed to. I be. think it's an excuse. I guess that just, I, I you know what? I'm going to guess that uh, Tanya's more of a romantic and Becca's more of a pragmatist. Am I right in that? Yeah, you're pretty <laughs> spot on. Yeah, because because the, the romantics are the ones who are like, no, you know, just know, and you grab and you conquer and you just yeah. you just do it, yeah. you go for it. And the pragmatists are a little bit more like, you know, I'll I'll wait, I'll just, you know, I'll. It, there's something going on right now. I don't want to ruin their relationship and their life. And and I'm a little bit more like that, Becca, myself, which probably explains and and probably you. Well, I think too. you know everything always works out for a reason. Is yeah how I live my life. So um, you know whatever is meant to be will be. And that's- are you a Capricorn, Becca? I'm a Scorpio. Oh, okay, all right. We're and both Tony's a Cancer. So I didn't know. If- Maybe that was a Capricorn. Oh, thing. that's bi- such a Capricorn way of thinking. <laughs> I'm a Cancer, so like bleeding emotion. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, I hear you, but I just feel like if you if you're trying to make something happen and and you the, re- the emotion on the other hand is not returned from the other end, it's it's just you're just setting yourself up for, for you know, which I feel like I've done. Is set myself up for disappointment, and um, so I don't know. Just letting yeah. it work out. So oh, some realists over here. <laughs> <laughs> Boring. Oh. <laughs> Wait till you hear my EP, guys. Because it's got some highs and some lows. But we'll have to put some auto tune on it before it goes live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys seriously so much for yeah. joining us again their ep stonewall is out now yeah um, yes. check it out it's please out yeah check it out and then um i should know this Grey's anatomy returns november <laughs> november this year yeah i was gonna say it's in my for Aaron to answer <laughs> i have seen it enough times online i know I don't wait just know. one more quick question before we go who's your best friend on Grey's anatomy like in real life 
Oh, well, uh, you know, I get along very well with the people I work with. Camilla and Katerina both are, uh, they're the ones that I have most of my scenes with. And uh, I will say that uh, I've gotten along with both of them very well. Okay. Who's the funniest on set? Oh, funniest. Yourself? That's tough to, I'm definitely <laughs> the funniest by far. No, uh, Camilla cracks me up. She's hysterical. Jessica Williams too. Hysterical. It, interesting. I would not expect that. In a um, very subtle, in a very sort of subtle, dry way. He just. Okay. You know, I okay. Say, I imagine sarcasm, like sarcasm and dry humor from him. Yeah. But always pretty on point. I mean, yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We love the insider info. Yeah, we love it. Just love it. Just love it. We're like anything, anything you can give us, we'll take. <laughs> Um, thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you thank so you much for the time. Happy anniversary. Thanks, uh, you guys are thank hilarious. It's really thanks nice so to be much. here. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. scrubs. I know. We should have worn scrubs. <laughs> next, next time. Next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. They're so cute. So cute. I wish that y'all could have... I wish that there was a video... So y'all could see how cute they look sitting next to each other. The lighting was perfect. I know. They just like actually look really in love. We should have told them that. Because I feel like couples like to hear that. I'm sure they'll listen to this episode, right? Yes. (laughs) Um, And a correction. Grey's Anatomy comes back November 12th, not the 17th. So none of us knew what we were talking about. Um, And I'm almost embarrassed I don't have that memorized. I had it in my calendar, but I just like, I didn't even know where my calendar was. I was just so mesmerized. Yeah. So just a correction. November November 12th 12th is the... Season 17 premiere premiere of Grey's Anatomy. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewelry that makes you look like the gym sneakers and streetwear. So fresh. Every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They know the feeling and their authenticity experts live for it. When that sneaker sole hits the court and hits you right in your soul. When catching a streetwear drop means everyone else is catching envy. When that watch seems to stop time, that handbag drops someone's jaw faster than they can say, I want one. And that shiny piece of jewelry puts you right in the spotlight. If that's the feeling you're after, satisfy that craving at eBay. That's where the thrill of the find meets that feeling of real. Go ahead. Type it in. Anything. Hit search and boom, you'll know when you find it. Let's call it a real scroll stopper. Right next to it, you'll see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee. That's how you know it's the real deal. And that's also how you know that eBay's got your back. They're making sure that authenticity is always in reach with real experts checking the things you love. Shop with confidence knowing that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is authentic through a hands-on, detailed inspection by real people who are real experts and love this stuff just as much as you do. Sneaker authenticators who make sure each pair is as authentic as it is fresh. Streetwear experts who know real head-to-toe. Handbag authenticators who've had a handle on all the details. Watch experts who know all of the watchouts and jewelry experts making sure that jaw-dropping piece is jaw-droppingly real eBay's authenticity experts are on a mission to make sure when the thing you love arrives, it's as authentic as your style. All this to say, when you find it on eBay, you found it for real. So hit that buy it now button with confidence. And when it finally hits your doorstep, know that the only thing unreal is the moment you unbox it. Knowing it's authentic without a doubt, that's something you have to experience for yourself. 
At eBay, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach with eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, we had a scrubber post in the group um, on behalf of a coworker and friend talking about her. She was throwing her daughter a birthday. No one could come. Like a lot of people didn't RSVP. And she had had another friend who had a birthday party and everyone showed up. And so the mom was just like really, you know, sad for her daughter. And just I think at the end of it, she said, this hurts my heart so much. It always happens to my children. Same thing happened to Mason, who's the little girl's brother, where none of his friends showed up. So 
the coworker who was a scrubber said, would you mind if I shared this with this group that I'm a part of? Like they always show up for people when, you know, they're in a tough situation. Like, could we all send cards? Like, would you mind sending your address? And do you mind if I share it? So she said, sure, that's fine. So this post has 207 likes. And then I can't even tell on my phone how many comments, but the I have amount- 215 comments. The amount of people who sent this little girl birthday gifts and cards from our scrubbing in group was it like... Makes me emotional. I, I mean, I was like sobbing looking at all the photos because they were posting like her opening them and I just feel like this is something... That I think the mom will never forget Yeah, like seeing these people show up. I just thought it was the cool when Mark said Mark brought it up last week and then I saw it in the group and I was just it is it's just like it's away. so special because I just feel like right now especially mm-hmm. everything is so tense and so negative and like people just I feel like they're drowning you know and it's like this community like you know our Facebook group this podcast it's like it continues to be this light and it's so wild I know I just there was something so the fact that her brain went, can I share this in yeah. this group that I'm a part of, spoke volumes itself. And, and that everybody just, stepped up. I know. Like she didn't just share it and it was like not seen. But I just want to say like, first thanks to Allie for posting it and like reaching out because I, I know that that mom was probably so grateful that you even just acknowledged what was going on and then the fact that you were willing to share it and then the fact that our freaking scrubbers showed up like they always do. Always do. It's just, it's it's really something else. Like, it's really something else and so, so special. And we have to grow it. We have to grow it. Honestly, I feel like we have to grow it, especially with everything that's going on right now. You know what I mean? And I just feel like negativity and toxicity is taking over. Yeah. We need to grow our community mm-hmm. to, like, fight against it. Yeah, I mean, they're doing it. The little engine that could is doing the most um so happy seventh birthday to lily happy birthday lily her birthday was october 22nd so it's already passed but um and like i said shout out to Allie cook and to the scrubbers y'all are just the greatest we say it all the time but those moments i really just feel the immense difference of this group versus other social media groups and platforms. For so sure. Thank y'all. Um, we love you. Yeah, we love you. Also, I just, I'm not going to, I don't want to toot my own horn. <laughs> but I was really suspect about this cake that I baked for Becca. Like, I was like, oh, I don't know. I use like a different pan and like all these things. It is moist and delicious. It's so good. <laughs> it's so moist that I even hate the word moist. And I was like, that was my first description because. The sprinkles didn't, the sprinkles didn't, um, like when you cut the cake, the sprinkles are supposed to like shoot out like a volcano and it didn't quite do the trick. <laughs> they didn't do that, but it was pretty. Yeah. It still had they a, slowly trickled yeah, down yeah. like little, <laughs> little water droplets. Yeah. I know for next time just to sh- shove more in there. Yeah, I don't know if you want them shooting out. Seems yeah, messy. you do. No, no, you want. Oh. That's why I got like a big boat around the cake. Oh, shoot right out. Oh, gosh, there is a big boat. <laughs> um. Oh wait, Mark. Before you start, by the way, next week is uh 
And what is the day, text your ex day? I think it's actually on October 30th, which is my birthday. Yeah, text your ex day. Which is Friday. But we're going to go ahead and extend it to Monday, and we're both going to be texting our exes. Do you know which ex you're going to text? I really only have one. Oh, so it's got to be the one. (laughs) Shoot, well, no list over there. I mean, I, I could do, I mean... Unless I went with like Chris Souls or something, but like as far That's as an option, he's next. Yeah, but Tanya, who will you be? Forty eight hours. I don't know. You know, it's interesting. I didn't really. I honestly like when they brought it up. I was like, yeah, sure, sounds fun. And then today in our morning show meeting, everybody was like. Yeah, that's lame. We don't want to text our exes, and I was like, shoot. <laughs> like you, it's true. Yeah, that's true. So now I'm like, well, what if some of them are married? Like, maybe I don't want to go down that path. So I have well, to that's kind a of, good point. You don't want to peruse. Well, this disrupt. literally takes us back to our conversation last week about texting your ex <laughs> that y'all were so against me about. Maybe we scrap it. <laughs> it's a national holiday. Come on. You know, Where, where's your text your ex spirit? If you decide to do it, will you run it by your current partners? Yeah, I mean, I'd be respectful at least and say we're doing a... It's a holiday. <laughs> Do you mind? Don't forget Just, the reason for the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the reason for the season. I don't know. Maybe we scrap it. We'll just see how... I just need to see if some of mine are entwined. <laughs> yeah. We'll try. If you can find one that's not entwined. Yeah. The one I was thinking of, I have no idea. Who? I'm not going to tell you. Is this like a ex that you went on a few dates with? This is, no, this is an ex from like past, like my first kiss. Oh. Oh. Just, yeah. Well, we've had that guy on the radio show. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if he's married or not. <laughs> Feels not nice if he is. Right. Yeah. Tis the reason for the season. Right. But then I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Are we being contradictory? Because literally last week we were like, it's so bad to text your exes. Like, don't even go down that. I mean, Hold granted. On. No. What we said was you shouldn't text your ex. Uh, hey, how you doing? You OK? I hear you're having a baby. Like, that's bad. I, that, that all struck me as bad. True, Texting true. your ex to say, hey, it's text your ex day. How's it going? <laughs> it, I, if you guys don't want to do it, I'm totally fine with it. I'm just saying it's different. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think it's fun. I mean, you know, you know my views on this, so this feels innocent enough in a respectful way Correct. to all involved. Correct. Um. So, okay, so we may or may not be doing that on Monday. <laughs> great tease. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but either way, you're going to get some great content. Yeah, I, would, I would tune in anyway to see what happens. Um, okay, Mark. How about this? Okay. If we don't decide to text your ex, text your ex, text our exes, we could do something uh, – like a little racier or something. I don't know. Ooh. I have to think about it. <laughs> she, I love how she acts like she had the idea and <laughs> got us all locked in. And then she don't really have the idea. I don't have it yet. But There's a lot of balls one. turning yeah. in here. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of things orbiting around. Lots of things <laughs> orbiting. Yes, yes, yes. All, All right, right this Mark. E- email is from Lindsay. I am 33 years old, and I have a physical disability called spina bifida, same as Zola on Grey's Anatomy. Thank you, Lindsay, for explaining that to us in Grey's Anatomy terms. We get it now. 
I have come to a point in my life where I'm ready to move out of my parents' house. I have struggled for a long time looking for a full-time job and was lucky enough to find one about two years ago. Because of my physical disability, my parents are always worried about me. A few weeks ago, I had a girls' weekend with my family. When I woke up in the morning and opened the bedroom door, I overheard my mom and aunt talking about how my mom feels like I'm nowhere near being ready to move out. I am struggling with when to make that next step and feeling somewhat stuck. What would you do? Would you start the process now of looking for a place or would you take this time and work on yourself and start the process six months from now? Um, I, I feel like this is probably a little bit difficult for all of us to answer because I feel like you're in a unique position right. of your parents obviously care about you and they love you and they don't want you to struggle or do something that you're not ready for yet. But... At the same time, sometimes I think parents can be a little um, overprotective when it comes to making sure that nothing happens to nothing bad happens to their kids. Right. Mark, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Absolutely right. And especially in this situation, they're going to be overprotective naturally. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you kind of have to. This is something like a decision that you're going to have to make for yourself and not think about. If your parents think you're ready and focus on if you think you're ready for it, because it will be a big step and there will be discomfort just like anyone moving out on your own for the first time. It's exciting, but there also is this sense of it's scary. It doesn't feel as safe as like your old home with your parents. And um, at the same time, though, if you if you're like, okay, I'm going to really take time to work on myself so I know what I need to do to feel ready and to maybe make my parents feel Proved to my parents that I am more comfortable and ready, but I think it's all, it's going to come from, from you. Yeah, I think so too. I think at the end of the day, everybody, everybody in your life has an opinion on what you should and shouldn't do, regardless of what it is, moving out, like mm-hmm. just everything. Um, and I think it's important to take everybody's advice and hear people out because obviously they love you and want the best for you. But at the end of the day, you also need to kind of go with your gut. And if that's a step that you're ready to take, it's a step that you want to take, like know that you are fully equipped to make that decision for yourself. And I have no doubt, like you're going to land on your feet. Your parents are never, ever going to think you're ready because they're not ready and they're never right. going to be ready. They've been, they've been looking after you and trying to keep you safe for 33 years. They're never going to think it's the right time. So when you do, that's when it's time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like your parents are always going to be there to help you totally. when you need the help. So don't think that once you move out, you never need your parents again because that's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> I always think that too, like when you think about big decisions, you know what I mean? And you're like, they're so final. Yeah. And then it's like at the end of the day, you have your friends and your family that are there to pick you up in case you fall, you know? It's true. It is true. Wait, what was the election thing you had? All right. So... I know that we're one week away from election day and, and, and everyone says, Hey, you got to vote. Make sure you vote. Everybody vote. And I know it's cliche and it sounds trite at this point and you're sick of hearing it. So I tried to come up with something that would maybe make it resonate a little more because it is really important to me that everybody votes. There's a a, kind of a rap on America, kind of a thing people complain about in America, that America works best for old, rich, white dudes especially old, rich, white, straight Christian dudes. Like if you're that, you're going to live a good life and nothing bad's going to go wrong for you ever, really. So there's a reason for that. 
those people vote every time, every time there's an election. If you hear there's a 15% turnout, it was all old white dudes voting. So the point of this is, I know you're sick of it all and you just want this season to be over because it's been brutal. I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people. Yes. Can't wait for it to be done. But also scared for it to be done. Well, that's true, yeah. But if you're a woman or transgender or non-binary or if you're not rich or you're young or you're not straight, it is really, it is most important that you vote because the only way we'll ever get to a place where America works for everybody is if everybody votes. Also, I know that like, If you're a Trump supporter in California or a Biden supporter in Alabama, you feel like, well, it's not going to make any difference who's going to win my state. It doesn't matter. Governors, representatives, city council, school board is a big one in my area. Uh, All these propositions, they will affect your life in some way. And you have a strong opinion on something. I know you do. Something you're really passionate about, you got to go out and make your voice heard because the people who disagree with you on that, they're definitely voting. And that's what I wanted to say. Thank you. I'm so glad you said that because it's so true. I think we're all, it's just, it's been so tense and heavy and you're just hearing vote everywhere. But there's a reason why people are saying it. It's because a lot of the times people don't go out and vote. And I've always been one of those people who just kind of went, kind of guessed who I was voting for, not even realizing how significant it is that you know, not just the president. I mean, that alone is very important. And please, educate yourself on both I know but I do think a lot of people possible. think like oh I don't really want either of them so oh, I'm, I'm not so gonna sick vote. of that I'm so uh-huh. tired of that uh-huh. oh, um, because there's so much to the ballot you know what I mean like there's so much more to be voting for like it's not it's not just I mean obviously the president is a huge part of it but yeah. it's not just that yeah and um I but also it's like I'm after this I'm going home and I'm literally going to study all the things that I'm that I'm able to vote for in my area, my state. Like, I'm not just, you know, voting for the president and then moving on. Like, you really do have a say in what's going on around you. And we're so lucky and that we get to have the privilege of voting and the right to vote. And, um, like, if you have the opportunity, take advantage of that because not everyone has that, that opportunity. For sure. And I know you're going to spend the day doing this, Becca, but I also don't want it to feel like homework and studying because it, people are really going to avoid it there, too. And so what I recommend to people, there's so many endorsements online. Find a group that you trust and agree with. They will guide you along the propositions they support and the people they support. And that way you don't have to spend an entire day pouring over this and studying all this stuff and because it's a lot. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I have little cheat sheets of like different propositions and what mm-hmm. they mean. I, I can't. I tried to sit down and read the information guide, and I was like, Forget no chance. I mean, this is getting yeah. me anywhere. But like Mark said, there's so much information on social media. Like, find the people that you respect. Their yeah, like that's what what even doing. people in your family. Like, my mom yeah. is all into this. Like, she's so, like, well-educated. So I ask her about so many of the props. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. She's like, you want yes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but she's right you know what i mean because we have a lot our values and our you know are very similar so yeah it's true though but i know we're all feeling the same way no one's like no one's stoked about this time right now it's been pretty dark and tense mm-hmm. though mm-hmm. after you do it go find something exciting light-hearted and heartwarming to cleanse your palate <laughs> 
Seriously. No, seriously. No, seriously. <laughs> um, Saturday. Was it Saturday? Uh, my girlfriend was just like driving back from a lunch she had and we were on the phone and she got stuck in like a Trump rally mm-hmm. and I could like hear it. I was on the phone with her. I could like hear it and it was so gnarly and I'm on my run and my son run and I like think I have COVID because I'm like, you know, that feeling where you drink a lot of coffee, um, you haven't eaten. So you just feel like this like weird, jittery like and jittery, but like yeah. super tired. Yeah. Like I was just drained and I was like, I have Corona. Like da-da. I'm running by a Biden rally and like all this is going on in a matter of like 10 minutes. And I just like freak out. I was like, I need to go home and like sit on my couch and gather my thoughts. I get on my phone. I look at my calendar and I'm like, I'm about to get my period. So that's what this <laughs> feeling is. But it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I think everything is just adding to it and you just get in your head of like, I like fully was going to go get tested. She was like, just go get tested. And so you have it. And I was like, just gonna go sit on the couch and like you know i didn't cough i didn't have any other symptoms but the the draining tired was like plaguing me and i was like it's covid i got it who did i see yesterday i've had several covid scares goes it, away every it's time. all draining though like all of this is no, so emotionally and physically draining i know and i i don't know if we've talked about this but if you haven't watched the social dilemma on netflix mm-hmm. i highly recommend it because it's very eye-opening to not only how toxic social media can be in the sense of, you know, like young people and the comparison and all that, but they were saying the political like division yeah. that it's caused, it's made people not even, it's, it's, um, it's like tearing apart friendships and relationships and families because it's so geared towards one side either way on social media, because that's how they get you to pay attention. Mm-hmm. And um, I found it to be very eye-opening and also kind of like to put my phone down for a second. Um, do you know that I've been – so I've been going to bed with my phone on airplane mode lately. Oh. And it's been helping me a lot because, you know, I've been having some trouble sleeping lately. And I've just been trying to just do like – again, I don't want to take anything, so I'm trying to do like natural mm-hmm. things. Uh, and one of them is putting my phone on air. That's why I texted you, Mark, the other night and was like – I don't even know what I asked. Something about work, but – because I have, like, my schedule, and so I just want to make sure my schedule is the same for the next day. Because I'm like, I'm going on airplane mode. Nobody can reach me. So you don't normally put it on do not disturb or anything when you go to bed? No, never. Oh, I mean, it doesn't wake either. me. My phone doesn't wake me up. But there's this weird sense of, like, knowing that nobody can get through to me. I'm not, like, thinking about checking my phone. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, like, a weird mental thing. So, I mean, obviously, I set my alarm for really early. And I think I actually have you, Mark, as one of my people that can get through to me. When oh, I'm on thank you. I'm one of your favorites. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's nice. Um, but yeah, I've been doing that the past couple of nights and it's been really helping me sleep. Okay, last thing before we go. So last night, watched this movie, this new movie on Netflix. It's called Over the Moon. <gasps> oh, I thought you were going to say it was the one I watched. No, what did you watch? Love Guaranteed. Oh, I didn't watch that. <gasps> okay, this is like an animated movie. It's, has anyone heard of this, Over the Moon? No. No. Okay, so the movie's very emotional. It's about this girl whose mom, like, passes away of cancer, and then she's trying to get to the moon because there's, like, someone up there that can grant her a wish. And then she finds out the whole point of the – well, I, can't, I guess I won't tell you. It's a very emotional movie. And then we found out – we were, like, reading up on it to see, like, where the story came from, and I guess the screenwriter also, when she was she – was going through cancer when she was writing it and she wrote it for her daughter as a way for her daughter to watch it and be able to like oh, boy. oh my gosh move on you know like 
process her death. And I, I mean, I, we were both just so, Haley and I were so emotional. <laughs> I don't think I can handle that but right now. Like, so I honestly, cute. I don't think I can handle that right now. No, it's so sweet. And like, it's such a, it's so well done. It, it literally was just the cutest little surprise of a movie to watch. Well, if if you are if you're on the flip side like I and can't I just can't cry like I can't I could, can't watch that right now. Maybe give me a month and I'll okay, watch it. Okay. Um, and you need just some lighthearted rom com. Love Guaranteed was the cute like the cheesiest cutest movie. I literally watched it and was just like quoting it the whole next day. It was so freaking cute. I'm gonna watch it again. It made me feel so good inside. Wow. Uh, if not gonna spoil it, it but if like you're gonna say it's cheesy that makes me kind of nervous <laughs> like if you're admitting that it's cheesy well i know but it's not i don't think you would think it was too cheesy it's just the right amount of cheese like a lifetime movie no 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 okay. like um uh like how to lose a guy in 10 days oh that's not cheesy that's a little cheesy a little wrong. monster in law Oh, you always bring up monster in law <laughs> it's like one of the greatest movies no, of our wasn't. generation <laughs> yes it is <laughs> You need a little giggle in your day. That's a good movie to throw on. <laughs> no, I throw on How to Lose Your in 10 Days or The Wedding Planner. Okay. Also a good one. Um, well, oh, after The that- Wedding Planner. <laughs> uh, I mean, I need to watch one of those tonight. That's that's what I need tonight. Oh, well, after that thrilling movie review from the two of us, <laughs> I think we're going to have to call it quits till next Monday. Where we may or may not text our ex. And if we do not, we're going to get. We'll do truth or a surprise truth or drink or something. (laughs) No, I'm going to think of something. I'm going to think of something out of the box. Okay. Okay. Um, Until then, have a great week. We love you. We love you. Um, Go vote and we'll see you next. Or we won't see you. We'll see each other, but we'll talk to you next week. And we love you guys. As always, y'all are the best. Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 script. 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 seeds infused tequila enjoy responsibly 21 seeds diageo new york new york want to know where all the spring savings are this year ross you'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends yes at ross you'll find brand names for 20 to 60 percent off department store prices you're definitely finding your next favorite outfit We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. And don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. Deals on handbags? Yeah. Hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps get them through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.